Welcome to the Sensual Power Podcast. This is a podcast for women, AFAP people, and anyone looking to learn more about generational trauma, childhood trauma, narcissistic abuse, sacred sexuality, and healing any wounds around money, sex, relationships, self, and doing expansion work with that. Everything that I'm talking about is based on my own experiences of healing and the work that I do with my clients. Keep in mind, though, I am a cis white woman, so the views that I express do come with a sense of privilege, and if harm is done, I am always willing to repair harm, so please reach out if that happens. Otherwise, stay tuned and listen to your next episode right now. Want to learn how to live in pleasure, work from pleasure, be in pleasure in all aspects of your life instead of trying to live up to those hustle and grind, broed out methods? Listen in. So welcome back to my Sensual Power Podcast listeners. Today's episode is featuring just moi, just me. But I want to talk about something that for myself was a huge struggle to overcome for decades almost, and something that a lot of us um, really struggle with. And that is this idea that we have to come from a place of hustling, grinding, this very patriarchal, broad out method of success. First of all, let me just say this as a disclaimer, because I'm going to reference it, and I know it pisses some people off. So several years ago, I had done coaching under Tony Robbins, and I was like everybody else that gets obsessed with him at first when they learn about him, especially if you're in business and you just want to be as successful as he is and learn all of the ways that he does it. And... As we're going to get into this, you're going to find out I can't stand Tony Robbins (laughs) at all. (laughs) Um, I think there's some use out of his work. Don't get me wrong, especially his understanding of finance and his book around finance is great. However, there's a lot of reasons I do not like Tony Robbins and we're going to get into those. So if you are a Tony Robbins fanatic... I ask you to, one, please not crucify me. I am still a person. But also, just listen for a moment and discern for yourself how this resonates to you. So, having said that, let's dive into this. Shall we, my lovelies? (laughs) So, for years, I came from a place in my business and in my life where I needed to really hustle and grind and put myself into my work, into everything um, in just a way that was constantly draining my energy, making me feel burned out, resentful, feeling very out of touch with my own femininity and my emotional body, my intuitive body, and just acting from a place of ego and need to just be all of the things, right? And this is something that a lot of male coaches, especially business coaches, a lot of the old school ones, always talk about and teach. 
Tony is no <laughs> exception to this. Tony, to me, is like one of the antithesis of this. And it's odd because in his coaching program that I did, there was this whole talk about balance, but it was done in this way of, but you got to go hardcore with everything, right? You've got to push, you've got to work, you've got to burn the boat to take the island, which is a huge saying of his. And realistically, as I was going through this, um, even though I was in a relationship and quite frankly, the entire program also caused problems with that because a lot of the methods when it came to relationship coaching were also very harmful for us. <laughs> um, but what I was finding so rapidly was that these methods just did not speak to me. They didn't work for me. And all I was doing was feeling more and more irritable, more anxious, stressed out, overwhelmed. And like I had to make these big lists of things that I was going to accomplish. And keeping in mind, I am somebody that does do, um, I guess what you would consider power listing, but I, I have a spin on it called desire listing, which we'll get into. But anyway, I was coming at everything from this way of just trying to do it all, to be it all. And I was just feeling so fucking shitty about myself, about um, every aspect of my life with it. Like, it wasn't enough. And it caused a lot of damage, to be quite frank. Um, for one, it's the whole idea of, like, going all in um, in order to be successful is a really privileged statement. It's highly privileged, and it's unhelpful for many of us. Again, I was a single mom, and while I was in a relationship, I was actually engaged, I was still the primary caretaker. Um, and at that point, I actually made more money than my fiancé, so I was taking care of us and my daughter. And that's a lot in trying to run a business. And I was looking for a way to make it all more successful and get what I needed out of it and get what I wanted out of it. And I also was hearing this like, you got to commit, you got to, you got to go all in on this, you got to spend this money to do this. If you're not, you're just not committed to it. And that was unrealistic. One of my best pieces of advice for anyone starting a business is usually the opposite of what we hear. Again, it all comes from a patriarchal way of doing things because I tried that method. When I first opened my original business, I actually was working um, an entirely other job. I had a full-time job. I was actually working in the insurance industry. And then I was also, after that, going back to school and then working part-time um, in the academia field. And I had some stability there. But I fell into this trap of thinking that if I was going to do this, if I was going to commit, I had to go all in and quit my job. <laughs> the thing that was putting food on the table for me and my daughter, providing for us, paying for bills and do this. And guess what? The reality is most businesses are not overnight successes. No matter how niche and wanted your business is, it's just not that. 
And for me, that was also true. So here I was struggling to get by (laughs) in a really bad way financially because of this. And resentment grew so fucking fast, so fast. Um, And I was just, (laughs) I couldn't do it all. And I spent years like that. And I just was like, if I just put in all of this time, all of this work, you know, do the eight to 10 hour days and eight hours is, you know, of course our standard, but like, it really wasn't eight hours where one, my job was very physical. So eight hours of that is just not even possible health to be healthy with. But I was also doing all of this work to try to build it up, build it up, build it up. And there was no pleasure in any of it. So looking back on that, of course I fell out of love with it. Of course I grew to hate it. And there's other reasons around that too. But like, I was setting myself up to feel this way. And at the same time, I was feeling less and less in my body, less connected, had all this trauma coming up, was going through treatments for cervical cancer and all of this and just... It was all culminating into this place of like, I just can't do this and it doesn't work for me. And it wasn't really until I started, you know, doing the work on myself, especially pleasure-based work, that I understood there was no way for me to have a truly thriving and successful business, at least by the measure that I wanted it to be, if I was going to live this way. Now, keep in mind, at that point, I still had a six-figure business, but there was so much overhead, there were so many expenses that, uh, quite frankly, weren't um, worth it or necessary, but also, I just didn't love it. And this is one of those moments where, for some of us, you know, we, we think having our own business or moving up in the our businesses that we work in uh, having more money is going to make everything better now money is not the problem <laughs> i love having money money is wonderful to have <laughs> money lets me take vacations and provide for myself my daughter do nice things for people around me spend time with my friends by going places with them and hanging out Um, and have experiences that I love. Money lets me do a lot of things. Money keeps food on the table and a wonderful roof over my head in a great neighborhood that I love. But it's not (laughs) worth it when you hate what you're doing. And it will never be enough if you still feel like you have to hustle and grind to get where you want to go. This method just doesn't work for many of us. And again, it comes from patriarchal conditioning. And there's a lot of intersectionality with that because what it also teaches us to do, especially women and very much women of color or non-binary people of color, is it teaches us that in order to prove ourselves, we got to work even harder, right? If you are a woman of color and listening to this, I'm sure there are numerous times where you had to prove your worth within a company, within academia, within every aspect of your life to be considered valuable just walking in the door. 
and it's it's exhausting i i have so many friends that are absolutely brilliant at what they do and the exhaustion from just proving that they're brilliant and and hustling and grinding to be taken even the littlest bit seriously it's exhausting it's nauseating and it doesn't have to be this way but in order for us to do something different, we got to work together on this and change the way that we see functioning in our lives, in, especially in work and business and all of that. But in every aspect, to be truthful, we have to normalize certain things, which is doing things out of flow, being intentional about what you do and not just saying yes to everything the amount of times that I said yes to events or um, promos or whatever, performances, anything, anything that I did, and many of them either underpaid or not even paid at all, thinking that it was going to get me further ahead, I, the amount of interviews that I've done. I think I've even talked about on my podcast before being asked to write an entire chapter in a book for another coach who wanted me to talk all about my trauma healing and how to assist in trauma healing for his readers. <laughs> he wanted me to put in all of this work for him for free. And <laughs> it was a big project and I turned it down because he was unwilling to pay me for my time and labor. But there's so many times where we say yes to things that we don't really want to do. We don't feel in alignment. But because we have this idea that we've got to show up, we've got to work harder, we've got to hustle, we've got to grind, we've got to do all of the things. And it just doesn't feel good. It rarely ever feels good. In fact, if you're listening to this and still listening to this, I guarantee there's a part of you that's going through a mental checklist right now of things that you have done over time that you've worked, <laughs> projects you've added onto your plate that have just burnt you the fuck out and felt exhausting. You know, I, I have clients that have told me like, They've used swamping exercises on the way home from work every day and on their lunch hours and going to work just to make it through. And while I'm a great, <laughs> I'm a huge fan of swamping, to be quite frank, you shouldn't need to do that multiple times a day just to get the fuck through your day. It's unnecessary. And if that's what you have to do to get through it, then something's got to change in my poo. Something has to change. So doing these methods doesn't work for most of us. And to be quite frank, it doesn't even work for most men either, because what it doesn't allow for is there to be ease and pleasure and flow. Now, when I say these things and you're listening and going, what the fuck does that mean? Let me explain. Being in pleasure and in flow with your business, your life, the decisions you make, right? All of that isn't to say that you're not, you're just, you know, doing no work. You're sitting on your ass waiting for things to come from you. What it means is, let's say you're like me and you're scheduling a, a, a social media post or several of them. 
when you're writing them, you're talking about the things that you want to talk about, the things that light you up, like what I'm doing right now. <laughs> this lights me up. This brings me happiness because I want to shed these ideas and liberate people from doing these things. You're finding ways to make those activities more pleasurable, you know. Maybe that's dance breaks every um, hour for five minutes or getting up and stretching and taking a moment to meditate or whatever. You're finding moments to feel good. And when you're doing the work that you're doing, you're checking in with yourself to feel like, is this right? Does this feel good? If it doesn't feel good, what do I need to tweak or what do I just need to say no to? I've had many clients tell me that at some point they got the courage to talk to their employers about being scheduled with way too much overtime or way too many extra projects. And they got the courage after our work to finally say no to those things and do it in a way that was respectful of their employer, you know, not just saying go fuck yourself, but like explaining, I don't have the capacity to take this on. I can't give my best when I'm stretched to the limits and I'm missing time with my family and other things to make this happen. And every single situation <laughs> like that it actually turned out that their employer listened and either hired somebody else or spread the work out a little bit more amongst people or changed their role in the company in a way that made them feel better. All of these things are possible to do. Because let's be honest, again, most of us can't just get up and quit our jobs. Most of us can't do that. Most of us can't throw thousands of dollars at things suddenly without having them. Um, the amount of times that I've seen coaches um, bully people into spending thousands of dollars, and I mean tens of thousands of dollars on coaching when they really just didn't have the money to have feels gross. Now, obviously, this is my livelihood. This is my business. And I, I love what I do. And of course, I want to work with people, especially if I feel like I can actually do good and help in their lives. But if we have a conversation, and you're on the fence, and after I check in, and you're like, yeah, I just cannot do this financially right now, I'm going to respect that. And hope that later on you come back when you can and we can work and make the changes in your life that you want to make. But this idea of pushing ourselves and feeling like we need to throw money at, that we don't have at everything, that we have to commit to hours of work that we don't want to do or show up for events unpaid or underpaid is nonsense. There's so many times that I've said no to things after getting myself into pleasure and flow. And I guarantee you some of the people that I've said no to can't stand me now. Absolutely can't stand me. But it's because I held my boundary, right? Because that's what this is all about. It's holding a boundary and doing what feels good to your system. And some of these people are local and I know that there are people that they know that I know and there's been things spread and I don't care because the truth of the matter is what they were offering me 
<laughs> without the pay or without the, you know, <laughs> you know, much pay, or if they were asking me to do things I just was not in alignment with, was saying, you don't matter. <laughs> You're not worth that. And I've gotten to a place in my life where that's not acceptable to me anymore. It's just not. And it's not the way that I want to live from because <laughs> it goes against everything that I stand for. I mean, how could I be working with clients and preaching all of this and not practicing it myself, right? Where's the authenticity there? Where's the... um vulnerability and the transparency if I'm not even doing the work myself. So I don't do it anymore. And it's a long process to get out of this type of conditioning because again, it's patriarchal. And at this point, we all know that it's a lot of patriarchal conditioning. It is generational. It is rooted in not just our generation, but in generations past. So we have to work on moving that aside. So how do we do that? How do we get into this place of being in flow, being in pleasure, being intentional about what you do so that it feels good to you? And then maybe at some point you do start your own business or go further in it or you move up the ladder when you feel like it. First things first. Start sitting down and just give yourself like the prompt and a journal of what would it look like if I felt pleasure in my day-to-day life? What would it look like if I felt pleasure and ease in my business? Create that phrasing however it works for you and then just start free writing. See what all comes up. Go through multiple areas of your life. If that's too daunting at once, just pick one area and focus in on it. See what's there. Sit with that for a moment. Because if you have never lived in pleasure in work and in in business or other aspects of your life, you're going to have to come at this from the approach of what would it look like? What would my, you know ideal be and not what when have I felt pleasure right if you have experienced that before flow and ease if you've had moments in your life where you know the money just flowed the the projects that you wanted to do or the opportunities that you wanted just came to you and you felt really lit up and excited about them Sit down and journal about those moments. Take in everything that was going on in your life at that time. Everything you were thinking, doing that was helping you to feel really good, feel really pleasurable, feel in flow, because that's going to give you a guide to where to go from here so that you make that habit and not just like one-off situations every five years, right? So start with that. And then start making a list of things that bring you pleasure now. Can be anything and everything. The simplest of things, like I love stopping at this little cafe that I go to on Sundays for a cup of coffee, or I love taking like just walks in my neighborhood, or I really love dancing, right? 
And if, again, if you don't have anything, start writing out things that you feel like would just be fantastically pleasurable, like incredibly pleasurable for you to have in your life. So that way you now also have a running list of things that you can add into your daily life to make it more pleasurable, to make it feel better and more at ease. So maybe that is including a quick dance break or meditation. Maybe before you go to work, you stop at that cafe if you can afford it and pick up that cup of coffee that you so enjoy. And as you're driving, you just soak in every sip of it. Really enjoy it. Really just make yourself feel good. Maybe you buy yourself a small fountain that you keep at your desk and just have running water going because you know you love being in nature. And I say this because I have fountains literally all over my home along with my plants. And yes, they're of course in my workspace. Um, and that's another thing, like make your workspace feel good for you to be around it. After that, get yourself a support system. I mean, a community of people just like you, especially, you know, women or non-binary beings that feel like you. And, and this is not to say as a man, you can't do that as well. In fact, do it too. So you get out of this idea of needing to be hard all the time. But create a community. Get yourself around people that are open to doing the same thing or already doing the same thing so that you have people there to support you and celebrate you and have your back when you're struggling with breaking down this conditioning because it's really important to have community to get through things sometimes and if you don't have one I got you on this I actually have a free Facebook group called Central Power that you can join and be around other like-minded peoples like you. It is for women and non-binary folks. So if you're a guy listening, sorry, but probably not going to make it in. But this is because it's a place for us to really just be and shed all of this patriarchal conditioning. So if you want to join it and you don't have your people yet, that's your place. Those are your people. My coven is a beautiful coven and I welcome you into it. But make sure whoever that is, even if it's one other person, just have that person that is on your fucking side because you're going to need that when you have these little moments of like, oh my God, am I crazy for doing this? My, my boss thinks I'm crazy because I have this fountain at my desk and I get up to take meditation breaks and stuff like that or, or my husband or partner thinks... I'm losing my mind doing all these things <laughs> to make myself feel pleasurable or like my coworker thinks I'm crazy for turning down this work and that I'm going to end up getting fired and losing my job. You need the people that are around you that are going to be like, it's going to be okay. Take a breath. I hear you. Share all of your feelings. Get them out. Be seen. And also... Give yourself space to still do the things that make you happy and pleasurable. And then find ways to add in more and more pleasure as you go. Um, a lot of my coaching with this is based on deconstructing, conditioning, going through shadow work, internal um, 
ideas um, and using pleasure practices to do this. So if you also feel like uh, you just can't do this on your own, I always have a few free calls available just to talk about support. I'll tell you about my coaching if it fits. Wonderful. If not, at least just have that half an hour to talk, maybe get a little bit of guidance and wisdom and definitely be seen and held in everything that you're going through and trying to de-armor and decondition yourself from. So take all this in, use it, come back to this anytime you need that little kick in the ass reminder of you don't have to live in the hustle and grind. You don't have to come from a place like that. You can live in pleasure. You can do things with ease and flow and it can feel good and also make you feel more in your body. One of the wonderful benefits to this that I learned was that, at least for me, and terms like feminine work for me, but if they don't work for you, use emotional, intuitive, um, moon-based, lunar-based, like whatever works for you. Don't care. But what I noticed for me is that I actually felt more connected to that piece of me. And I noticed that I was less irritable, I was less antsy and anxious, And especially with partners, like much more into having uh, intimacy and sex in my other relationships, like my relationship with my daughter and family got way better because I was just not so stressed out all the time trying to be a way that didn't fit me. And so try this out. Again, I would definitely suggest at least just seeing some taking some small steps to get there if you can if you feel like this is resonating for you and if it does share with me let me know find me on social media all my links are online you can go to my website to sensual-power.com reach out to me there connect with me wherever let me know how this resonates with you Join the group, get, get yourself a coven of wonderfully like-minded people that are ready to ditch this hustle method and have a lot more pleasure in their lives and in the bedroom. Definitely there too. Have a wonderful week. I hope this helped. I hope this was beneficial to you. And stay tuned because I have a lot more juicy topics planned, both myself and with some guests. So keep listening. I got you.